Hi all, uh, it's James here. I'm in, I am in Japan, yay. There's no one around me, uh, but I should put on my mask shortly. Just a quick update. Um, yeah, this episode that you're about to listen to, it is filmed in uh, Tainan. Uh, I, I was in Taiwan, Tainan, Taiwan in August of 2021, the year that this episode was released. And uh, yeah, so some of the topics relating to vaccine rollout, COVID, um, the uh, international news, that stuff um, is in reference to that period of time. Uh, however, the other things uh, that, are, that are talked about in this episode in regards to goals, life, all that good stuff. Hey, you know, human nature, uh, it, keeps, uh, it, keeps, it keeps being in human nature. So um, with that being said, uh, please enjoy this episode. Uh, uh, my last few days in Tainan, Taiwan. Thank you. Welcome to Yin Yang the podcast. Uh, yay! Yay! Uh, <laughs> uh, we're back. I'm, I'm still in Tainan, Taiwan, but I will be heading back to America quite soon. Actually, it's it's kind of making me a little bit anxious, but it's gonna be uh, moving on to my next chapter after this. Yeah. So, what is the pandemic pandemic situation like right now in in Taiwan? So yeah, good question. Um, it started okay so very brief history back when i came here in february things were great um they were averaging like you know zero to 10 cases a day like so it's like the um oh well no it was like zero to like seven you know it was like really low low numbers right yeah and um so life was pretty much normal people still wore face masks but it seemed optional, if anything. Like sometimes people wouldn't. You see some people not wear it. Uh, usually, if it's indoors, people will be wearing face masks. Um, but then um, back in end of um, May, uh, there was an explosion of cases, and I think part of the reason was they had shortened the shortened the quarantine time. From from what I've read, uh, don't quote me on this, but from what I've read, they shortened the quarantine time for. Uh, certain airline uh, workers like pilots from yeah. like uh, 14 days to um, to a week and then from a week to like three days <laughs> yeah 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 um, so I and uh, also there was a story about this uh, one guy Si Wang. he's called the Lion King um, he's like this kind of uh, uh, he frequents a lot of these the red light districts uh, yeah. um, area in uh, Wanhua in Taipei area the old Taipei area and uh, he basically is he provides service for clients that are looking to have female companionship <laughs> yep. and have uh, you know drink tea with them blah 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 and they're not wearing masks you know so um there, there was a, a, a large number of cases associated with that, uh, with him and also that line, that area, that line of business. So 
which is kind of crazy because I quarantined in Huanhua, that that district, uh-huh. uh, for the in first two weeks, and then, um, but luckily I was in Tainan already for a few months. By the time the huge surge of cases happened in that area, yeah. So, uh, so the jump to up to like five hundred plus cases a day at one point, um, and uh, so things locked down to uh, level three for the last from uh, end of uh, was it. It was like end of May. It was, it was basically for two weeks and it ended just recently, like last week, um, the lockdown. So for two months, uh, everyone was in a level three kind of serious lockdown. So no, no eating indoors. Um, up to only 10 people can gather outdoors and they all have to wear masks and practice social distancing. And only five people can be indoors. So uh, for the first month, first couple of weeks, um, uh, like my, my hotel, the, uh, my, my dorm, we could still use the first floor level um, yeah. and hang out. But because um, basically other residents, I think probably Taiwanese residents that live in this building, they called the police on the people that were hanging out on, uh, downstairs. Yeah. Uh, because sometimes it'd be more, a little bit more than, it'd be like, we, they try to keep it to five people in one area, but then like, it's a pretty, um, uh, the first floor is a you know fairly large so on the other side there's like another set of seats that people will be sitting and sometimes it'd be more than five people if you include that space as well right. so um yeah so anyways they closed that down and they just recently opened that up yeah yeah the first so so what about yeah. the vaccine rollout so the vaccine rollout uh was slow and a lot of people weren't happy with it um because uh yeah, we, I don't think I don't think Taiwan was prepared for this huge surge. Um, so at, in the beginning, we had a very huge uh, drought of vaccines, basically. Right. Uh, and uh, and there was a, like a, this political move from China. China was like, say, well, you can take our vaccines, right? But yeah. they did. They did a survey, and like it was like pretty. It was like over seventy percent of Taiwanese. Did not want to take a Chinese vaccine. <laughs> well, I heard they weren't effective. Sinovac. Yeah, yeah, that's part of the reason too. Is it's it's not that effective. Um, so, so, which vaccine is being rolled out in Taiwan right now? Yeah. So what happened was that eventually, so this was in June that um, people were really so before we had AstraZeneca, and AstraZeneca yeah. was the only vaccine they had, and like early May, like I, like I could see like. If I wanted to, I could have booked an appointment to get AstraZeneca because like no one really wanted, like, cause they had heard some news about blood clotting and that kind of stuff. Oh, right, right. Even yeah. though it's a very, very small number of cases that have it, like very, like yeah. statistically small, insignificant almost some people say, but um, because of just those, those number of cases of blood clotting, like no one wanted to take it. Taiwan was safe, you know, and they're like, you know, why, why do I need to take it? But then that mentality completely changed end of May when the, you know, the cases peaked to the hundreds, you know, like yeah. once, like once, once I heard the cases jumped to 187 one day, I'm like, oh, 187 for Taiwan is, is, is like, they've only had like, yeah, single digits, and single digit cases. Look. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for, for like, like a whole year on yeah. Right. So when I heard hundred, I was like, oh shit, this is serious. And people like changed that. Like, now you can get a vaccine. You can book an appointment. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I, w- I was looking at getting an appointment, but I couldn't get one. Yeah. So um, anyways, uh, so there's a huge drought. And then the U.S. and donated their AstraZeneca. I believe it was about uh, a million or so. And I think they did, eventually they, they've donated over, over I believe, uh, two million. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then Japan also came in and donated about a million vaccines as well. So, and so there's like, you can see these pictures online of people like posting um, like the Ealing E, the 101, Taipei 101 uh-huh. has like these lights that says, hey, thank you or love, love USA. <laughs> or, right. or they say, Tai I Ru, which means like, oh yeah, yeah, Taiwan yeah, loves Japan. And they have the, those lights at the uh, Grand Hotel in Yuensan in, the, uh, in Taipei. Yeah. So yeah, That's yeah. Crazy. No. I mean, I don't know why the, why the U.S. is holding out on so many vaccines. Um, I mean, they have enough. We have enough that we can start giving booster shots, right? Because a lot of people don't want to take it. I what, 25, 35% of the population doesn't want to take it because of idiot, <laughs> of, because they're dumb. They're just dumb. You know, the ones <laughs> who are thinking that they're going to get magnetized or get tracked by Bill Gates or what have you right all these stupid things but the thing is we don't even actually have astrazeneca available there are three vaccines available in the u.s johnson and johnson which i only know of like one or two people who've taken moderna and pfizer those moderna and pfizer are the main ones but no one has taken astrazeneca that i know of in the u.s i don't think it's even authorized for emergency approval i think uh, something I think it's like over 65, maybe you can get it for emergency, I guess. Or... Yeah, but we have, they also have Pfizer and Moderna and Johnson and Johnson. So at this point, it's, you know, holding on to AstraZeneca supply is kind of stupid. It's kind of dumb. Yeah, it's, it's going to hurt. It's hurting other, everybody else. Everyone else. Yeah. yeah. And like some people are like, oh, thank you, America. But then at the same time, like weren't, isn't there like an expiration date on those vaccines? Yeah. Like those AstraZeneca, I believe we were getting like, AstraZeneca that was expiring, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's yeah. what there's. I heard in Canada, they're just basically t- taking whatever Americans are um, having as leftovers. They're, they they can actually allow people to use Pfizer one one shot and Moderna another. They can switch up the shots because they're just taking leftovers from the U.S. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. So ju- just a disclaimer before we continue to our listeners, we are not uh, experts. We're not Fauci. No. <laughs> we are not Fauci. We're not. Yeah. We're, we're closer to Rand Paul than we are to Fauci. Oh, interesting. <laughs> what's what's Rand Paul's? Uh, uh, what's his? Well, he's, uh, he's like blaming Fauci for the pandemic. Oh, wow. All this, and he's talking about masks are just being warned for charade oh god you know, statement and all this so stuff. yeah disclaimer we're not experts but we we do listen to we we are we are consumers of news we're just we're just sharing what we've heard so don't don't take uh yeah please don't sue us uh we, we, <laughs> we are, we're just sharing what we have heard and it's by no means it's for entertainment purposes and by no means you should do your own due diligence we are not uh, uh, professionals so. But what we mean by due diligence is like you listen to the CDC and the, the WHO people, scientists, you should listen to scientists who are credible because I have been sent by anti-vaxxers videos of 
medical professionals and talking about how the pandemic is fake and a COVID vaccine is dangerous and unnecessary. And I actually sat through and listened to all 20 minutes of it, but I, I did it in double speed, obviously. And <laughs> so 10 minutes. Every, every, single every single one of these medical professionals said, they opened their statement was like, pandemic is fake. And wow. COVID, that COVID vaccine is not uh, useless or whatever, dangerous. So I sat through this. They have doctors and they have doctors from like Belgium and the UK and all that stuff, but they included a doctor from Ohio, the same doctor, Ohio doctor who testified before the state legislator that the vaccine will magnetize you, make you into a magnet. So that's, <laughs> I mean, it, the credibility is really thin already, right? But, Oh, they're, they're, they're doing a public service test of the, oh. of the public speaking system. So yeah, you got a rare recording of Taiwan public service announcements. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> Anyways. The, the final five or six medical professionals were a psychiatrist, a dentist, a chiropractor, an acupuncturist, and a nutrition, nutritionist. And I told the person who sent that to me, I was like, I don't go to my dentist for cancer advice. I'm not going to go to my dentist for viral advice or advice about the pandemic. Yeah. This is stupid. That's dumb. Yeah. Yeah. And I asked that person, I go, do you believe the pandemic is real? That person says, okay, what does it matter what I believe? I was like, it actually does matter because if you don't believe the pandemic is real, then obviously the COVID vaccine is like kind of pointless. I get it. You know, if you believe everything that, that all these medical professionals have said, and I was like, why do you believe these people? They, I go, a, a nutritionist, a doctor, or a dentist, and a chiropractor, they're not going to be experts in um, virology or whatever. Yeah, they're not epidemiologists. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. they are not. Yeah, and that yeah. person told me, well, they took chemistry and biology, and so they can think critically. And I was thinking, what the I took fuck? chemistry and biology in high school. <laughs> it doesn't mean I'm going to be an expert. And they were trying to share the truth, find the truth and share the truth with me. And I, I just got, I flipped out and I just started Googling and finding all these articles that dispute all the things that these people have said. And I've tried to use um, places that were not CNN, not New York Times and not Washington Post because this person's down the rabbit hole of QAnon kind of thing. So I used the Mayo Clinic, New England Journal of Medicine, Johns Hopkins University, places that were kind of nonpartisan to dispute all those claims. It's just stupid, right? The idea that you can become magnetized from taking a vaccine is beyond stupid. Right, right. I, I mean, I think these vaccines, whether they're, they're mRNA messenger uh, vaccines, right? They're, yeah. uh, they disrupt the communication between, uh, I guess, the communication of, um, of the formation of the virus, I guess. I'm, I'm, I, 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 I watched like a 16-minute video about it. And, but basically, he explained how Essentially, it shouldn't harm your other human bodily functions at all. Yeah, because it's right. it's specific to um, the the messenger vaccines that are you know uh, connected to the virus. But anyways, don't quote me on that. Some, something like that. Anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. But yeah, that's I don't know, man. I don't know if it's worth your energy. Um, anyways, I wanted to show it's raining right now. I'll just show everyone out here. See if it's oh, yeah, it's raining. You're gonna outside. come back to 
in LA that's in a drought and also <laughs> the Delta drought crazy yeah we're oh Delta variants yeah 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 we're, um we're over 2,000 cases a day in LA okay yeah I don't know if I'm gonna go to LA I was, uh, my my mom because I was thinking of like avoiding my mom and yeah. staying in LA uh for like a week or so but I, I found out my sister's gonna be out of town so I'm just gonna stay at my sister's uh for like a week um and then while, while she's out of town so it really really worked out i got lucky um this is yeah. yeah i think i showed you before but yeah it's my bathroom um i'll be leaving this space yeah i'll be i'll be gone next week it's kind of crazy you know uh it's uh and this is the bunk bed i told you about but like no one sleeps on the front on the top one i yeah. just sleep i sleep on the bottom one here yeah bottom bed cool um yeah and then uh, i got a fan that i'm using right now um Actually, I think I can turn this down down for for sound. Um, it's it's it actually can... yeah, it's kind of chilly in Taiwan, Tainan right now. Oh really? Yeah, it's getting it's warm here. Yeah. And then, so you're gonna be in the in the states for how long before you move on to your next adventure? Yeah, I'm going to Japan end of uh, September, um, and I will be in the states for oh, a little over a month. Yeah, yeah. So you have plenty of time to get the vaccines. I believe so. I think it's I have to have like a four week. Um, so four week uh, between four weeks between the first and second shot. Pfizer is three. Oh really? Okay. Moderna's four. Pfizer's three. Yeah, that's another thing I'm worried about. Is like if I land, suppose it's recommended I quarantine. But I think I, I'd like to get you know the first shot during that time. You know. Hopefully, yeah. I can do that safely. Yeah, yeah, like not a public space, maybe in a car. Like, how did you get your your vaccine? How does it work? Um, I my, I brought my mom to Dodger Stadium. And that was in a car. You know, they, mm. they rolled down the window. That's pretty. Safe. We rolled down yeah. the window. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of external sites. I went to. I volunteered at a vaccine site. Oh wow! You're all about the supporting the vaccine cause. Good. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was like a, a double whammy, right? Like, I can I can help out. And I can get the vaccine because they can vaccinate <laughs> all volunteers. Oh, great, but, great. Yeah, you know, and uh, that was back in what, April? You got so, the Moderna, if I remember, or Pfizer, Pfizer. You got Pfizer. So that's two shots, three weeks two in shots. between. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but cool. uh, I mean, there are a lot of public sites. I don't know if they're ex you know, outdoors. I'm sure they have some drive through areas, but. Yeah. at this point you can get them anywhere you can get them at bonds that's crazy yeah like uh yeah here it's it's all the hospitals um and uh people are if they can they opt for moderna uh, which is the the second most is the 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 first most the most supply we have is astrazeneca but like if any if if people can avoid it it seems that there's still it, yeah that's crazy how news just 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 you know a little bit of bad news can make like okay we don't want to touch astrazeneca even though it's it's i hear it's it's perfect it's safe for the most part yeah yeah and then um so there's moderna and then uh um one thing that i'm kind of surprised is like pcr tests are like uh -huh. super expensive they're like a hundred bucks us to get a pcr test or 100 it's actually like 120 and i have to get one before i fly back 
if you want to get the same day results, it's like $135 US. Yeah, yeah. Oh, crazy. Yeah. yeah for, for us, it's free right now. I mean, yeah, yeah. It, it's just like, it's ridiculous because like after my quarantine in February, I, I didn't have to take a test, even though all the cases in, the, in Taiwan that were happening at that time were like post-quarantine cases. So yeah. the numbers are small, but it's still it's still possibility. So I was like, man, should I pay for a should I pay for a a a, a, a test? PCR. Yeah, yeah, PCR test. But in 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 uh, February, like that shit was like it was like two hundred ten dollars to do a PCR test in Taiwan in U, uh, U.S. dollars. Oh. So yeah, it got cheaper because I think the infrastructure is building. But like, yeah, that's that's one thing I think. Um, I don't know why it's maybe it was like they didn't have the infrastructure for testing and that's why it was so expensive. But, um, anyways, uh, yeah, I, I'm excited about move. Yeah. Going back to the States about going to, um, yeah, going to Japan. Um, my girlfriend is Japanese, so, um, that'd be cool to, uh, but she's like kind of like, she's like five hours away from where I'm currently stationed. And also, also, because of the Delta variant, there's still some variability about if, if we're going or not. I, I think for the most part, we are going to Japan for like the teaching English program I'm part of. But um, yeah, we'll see. Because uh, I know Japan is going through some, it, it, the numbers are increasing as well. You know? Yeah, mostly because of the Tokyo Olympics. <laughs> are you but, watching the Olympics at all? Or? I watch some of it. You know, it's easier to watch on YouTube just to catch the highlights. Yeah. But you kind of like miss out on all, all the excitement of, of the competition when you do it that way. Yeah. However, uh, where exactly are you going to be stationed in Japan? I'll be in the Mia Mia Prefecture. Mie Mie Mie. It's, yeah. It's uh, the characters are like San Three and then San's home. Like yeah uh, yeah yeah. Um, and then where's your girlfriend? She's in Tokyo. Tokyo area, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's gonna be a little tough. Um, we're kind of far from each other, but we're gonna. Girlfriend... Is she in yeah. Tokyo now? No, no, no. She's leaving uh, a few weeks after I leave. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going. I'm leaving Taiwan a few weeks, or uh, like, yeah, next week, and then she's coming. She's going to Japan after me, but yeah. So, um, but then I'll be going to Japan after her you know uh later yeah, um, yeah. so um yeah i i'm i've always wanted to live in japan uh i've i feel like it would be a fun experience and experience that lifestyle maybe um yeah. i don't know if we'll, we'll see i don't i don't know if i would live there a long time just based on my the few visits i've been there i'd have to speak like really good japanese i think if i want to live there I'm going to study Japanese when I get there for sure. Um, uh, but yeah, have you have you traveled much of Japan? Uh, I've only hit, well, at this point, I've hit all the major islands except for Shikoku. Mm. That's the only island I haven't hit. But I've gone to Hokkaido. I've obviously oh, wow. been to Honshu. I've been to Kyushu. Um, Kyushu, it's been a, you know over 20 years, 25 years. But I wow. still want to go to like Akita. I want to go to the Sea of Japan side. Oh. I've never been to the Sea of Japan. And I think with your level of Japanese, like getting around is perfectly fine. Yeah, getting around is like not a big deal. Nice. Yeah. 
yeah i want to get to that level yeah yeah um yeah my girlfriend she she's been a kyushu too and like it's like near next to the sea um yeah so yeah. i want to check that out um yeah so i i do have yeah i gotta figure out like i have this rice cooker i'm trying to figure out how to get rid of and i got a bunch of stuff i need to move out so i was actually seeing a therapist here in, in taiwan oh, yeah. um yeah 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 uh so i i went through like three sessions like with two different people like one one session with a lady and then two sessions with another guy and uh it was uh it was pretty good because i think for me it was I I I had I think I had mentioned to you earlier like this transition from um, being a single guy for like, you know, for years probably for as long as you've known me yeah uh, well wait no yeah 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 pretty much I've been single most yeah my since for for over nine years oh it's been like nine years yeah yeah but uh, yeah so that transition of going to a girlfriend it's 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 kind of tough because. Uh, I those instincts that I've, we've mentioned in previous podcasts of like oh, wanting to uh, sleep around. Um, you see a hot girl, uh, I I see a hot girl and I just like want to go talk to her. I want to sleep with her. Like these instincts, right? These yeah like, I, yeah. And I would feel guilty about it because even with a girlfriend, like that that doesn't stop. You know those that that thirst. Um, so. I, I, I was like, you know, I kind of probably need to see someone about this, you know, because it's kind of like taking up my mental energy. Yeah. And like I even, you know, and I would have all these, um, these thoughts about like, oh, what about that one girl I talked to who's, yeah, who was like friends, who's, who my girlfriend, like there's another girl that I was interested in that knows my girlfriend um i was like oh but i never got a chance to actually get to know her maybe i shouldn't i should have got her to know her then i then before i settled with this girl uh with my my current girlfriend right and uh, so i had all these thoughts and kind of like regrets um so i talked to yeah a therapist about it the first therapist it was like this this, um taiwanese woman um and it was good because like both of them they had studied in the states before yeah yeah, yeah, and I was able, I was lucky to go through like a, a local university and find a therapist. So it was free. I was like, holy shit, it's great. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, so anyways, uh, yeah, the first one, it, it, it was kind of like, it's interesting. Have you, you've been to therapy before, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Was it one-on-one or was it like, like couples or? Uh, we've done both. I've done ah. couples. I've done, you know, one-on-one. Yeah. How many sessions did you do? Did you do a lot or? With a couple session, it was like every week for a few months or mm. actually for a while. But uh, I think there's a cultural gap, right? Yes. Yes. There's a huge cultural gap. If you see a therapist that doesn't understand your values, when you, the values that you grew up with. Yeah. And and the thought process and i got upset at uh the the couple's therapist yeah when it was just one-on-one because um my wife hadn't shown up yet and i got upset and she goes i don't understand why you're getting upset i goes look you are advocating something that goes against my principles oh right right the uh yeah yeah you mentioned this before yeah job search whatever and she stopped the session there she started going online 
and try to find me a psychiatrist to get me some anti-anxiety drugs. So, right, which like, are like level level something like they yeah. were like a super addictive drugs. Super right? addictive. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I was like, I, I we're done. And we're done. I went, yeah. I went to go find a, a therapist for myself, and that guy seemed pretty good. You know, is an Asian guy or Korean? But uh, one thing I found that he was like always talking about was his book. He's like, well, my <laughs> book, I explained, you know, this and this and this. I was like, oh, great. I can't wait to read it. And he goes, oh, you know, I have this manuscript. And he showed me the manuscript, you know, the, the pages. And I was like, oh, that's good. But it was a lot of that. Oh, no. Uh, it's like self-promotion in a way. Self-promotion. Like, oh, yeah. Great. But at least he understood culturally the differences. Uh, the thought process is a little bit different than going to a Caucasian person or you know, someone who's not Asian. Yeah, I think um, so. So the first lady was nice. She's a she's Taiwanese, but she grew up. Uh, she uh, had studied in the states. But the problem was was she was kind of attractive. <laughs> 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 and like I I so I opened up about like my issues. I I talked about a little bit about uh, issues with intimacy. Uh, issues of like you know even. I had only been with my girlfriend for a month at that point, but like these feelings of guilt and, and still wanting to like, like even having ideas of wanting to cheat and stuff like that. And yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And even opening up about my sex life. Um, so it, it was kind of, it was, it was good. I, I felt like I was basically like digging out all this gunk that was in my head and just like, kind of like t taking yeah. it out and she she offered you know and she she offered some good insights it's like well what what why 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 am i making this transition to a relationship what's making what is the motive behind that what is yeah. it worth it you know and is it um what are some of the values or or uh or ideas that um, or ideals that I'm pursuing in pursuing a relationship, you know, uh, versus being single, you know, like what, what are those, yeah. what, what are those things that are make relationship more important than, uh, and than just sleeping around. Right. Yeah. So I think that was helpful. Um, but I had mentioned to her that, um, that it was really awkward. I, I had mentioned to her like, Hey, thank you so much. Like, I was essentially, and it was like, Oh, thank you so much. But like, yeah, I still have issues of like, just seeing, you know, if I see attractive women, I, these uh, the gears start turning of like how can i get this girl's number blah 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 yeah and like to be honest like yeah I, like even you i noticed that you're an attractive woman as well and she's like oh thank you <laughs> like okay <laughs> uh she's like oh she, i mean she didn't say that she's like oh I mean, she said she said oh and then she event she's like she emailed me and found me like a, a guy therapist right yeah and um so uh the, the following week i got a guy therapist and like what like exactly what you said like we started talking and i i mentioned like you know i i feel like i put a lot like i had mentioned that another friend of mine had had noticed that i seemed to put a lot of pressure on myself and i, I you probably noticed that too yeah like I, I, I i put pressure on myself and like he said something about well you know and he had studied in the states before he was actually in like the midwest before and he's like well you know like as a i think as a minority in the u.s it's it's probably really tough you know there's a lot of maybe even unconscious pressure that society is placing on you and also there's maybe some cultural um 
gaps, which cause certain level of tension. And maybe it's because, because of that, you know, you might be, um, you, you, might, you might feel like, oh, for you to like be even like considered, um, uh, be like, to be even con considered a human <laughs> or it was like to be considered like white level status, whatever that means, right? You have to, yeah. do, you have to work twice as hard to get half as much, right? As yeah. a minority, right? And, and like when he said that, I was like, I almost like started crying. It's like, holy shit, this, this guy fucking gets it. You know, like, <laughs> I was like, holy shit, he fucking gets it, you know? And he, cause I had also, before that conversation, I had shared how, you know, why I went to Taiwan. And part of the reason was I was just needing to get out of the States. I, I just felt like this, this building pressure of like being an Asian in, in America and like, you know, I had, he even, he was really surprised. He thought like, oh, California must be super like liberal and very uh, loving, all encompassing. But I told him like about, you know, that the, the like homeless lady telling me to go back to China, right? Or yeah. like, yeah, and, and he was just like taken aback because he, 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 he had a, he had an okay experience in that, you know, sure, there's still microaggressions, yeah. whatever. But for the most part, people were like, he's Taiwanese, you know, can't really like, you know, he's, 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 he's an outsider. He's, um, you know, I can't, I can't, they, they held him to like different standards, you know, like, right. Oh, he doesn't understand, you know, like, uh, or I don't, I don't know. Basically he didn't have that as bad of that experience. So he was really taken aback when he heard that. So, um, anyways, yeah. So I talked to him and, uh, yeah, this last session just yesterday was really, it was good. It was like, I almost felt like because what he had, what he had pinpointed for me was, I think, um, um, that I, I think these, uh, yeah, these, these, these feeling, this transition from being single is basically, I had to figure out like, well, I, I think I had to figure out, you know, thanks to like some talking it out was that, um, maybe I was just tired of being single, you know? Yeah. And, and, and that the reason like I feel that I'm just transitioning to relationship is like, okay, I've done the single thing. I've kind of explored that and realized that I haven't, I didn't, it didn't resolve the uh, issues of loneliness and sadness that I was experiencing. Um, it was a good. I learned a lot about myself, but then maybe I think issues and problems never stop. So maybe I think I'm open to exploring the issues and obstacles that come with a relationship because those are more refreshing and more new because I haven't been in a relationship in a long time. And I found someone and this person who I, who I am in a relationship now, I feel is worth, it's raining really hard. Oh shit. Can't even hear it though. And this person I feel that I'm with now is worth um, exploring and facing some of those, you know, uh, that, I guess, adventure, you know? Yeah. Um, so, so this last session, I, so that was like our first session. Then the last session yesterday, we had talked over, um, yeah, I just, I felt like I was actually in a good spot. I had worked out earlier that day. I think sleep and working out helps. And I was feeling pretty good. And 
you know, he told me at the end of the session, I asked him, hey, do you feel like I need another session? He's like, oh, I'm leaving for, I told him that I'm leaving for America soon. And he's like, you know what? I think, uh, I think you're good. You're great, actually. <laughs> I think also part of the reason because I was leaving. Um, so, but he, he felt like um, I was doing better. And, and these thoughts that I had, <clears throat> the, the thoughts that I had were like, um, you know, they're like passing trains, right? And, and like, yeah. if, if you grab onto it, you're going to get pulled and dragged along the ground. But if you just realize like you have these thoughts, either like cheating or even like weird, like even, like even bad thoughts, sometimes like, sometimes I have like these weird bad thoughts that come up. Like, I just want to like, like, oh, things are going well in this relationship. How can I destroy this relationship? You know? <laughs> Like, how can I self-sabotage, you know? Kind of like what Lily, uh, Lillian was talking about, right? How yeah. can I sabotage this relationship? And I, I realized like, oh, well, these are just thoughts that pop up, you know, maybe because of like childhood trauma, whatever, but like, these are just thoughts. And then um, just look at it, but don't, don't feed it. Don't give it energy. Yeah, so yeah, I think I'm in a better place. Like I still, you know, no one's a hundred percent, but like, I even towards the end of the session, I, I felt like, oh, I feel like I'm trying to figure out, I'm trying to like, I'm, 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 I'm trying to like, dig, I'm trying to fill up time, you know, like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to like dig out like, okay, whatever, what, what, what can I use this time and like dig out some, dig out some stuff. And, but um, yeah, I, I, it's interesting. Cause like, basically he just listens and then maybe makes a few points, but like at it, I think it's, uh, I don't know if you got this, this feeling, but at the end of the day, you have to figure it out for yourself, right? Like yeah. you have to go home. You're the person that goes home with yourself. So, and um, yeah, I don't know. So I, I think it was good. I think having an Asian male therapist, I think made a huge, huge, huge difference. Yeah. 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 That's um, good. Yeah. So that's been that that's been good for me and yeah I, I i remember at the first our first podcast i mentioned i had listed some goals so like um one was like finding a girlfriend and yeah yay i found one <laughs> <laughs> so um but like yeah that's not something that um it's like basically if the teacher appears um the teacher appears when the student is ready right so yeah i i feel like because I've done the, the I've done a lot of self work. I think, and the person I met now, I, I like I like her outlook. She's like, she's the kind of person that says, "Oh, you know, a boyfriend or girlfriend is not the other person's property. They they are their own person. They have their own space." And I, I think that I like her maturity. You know, so yeah. um, that's made me want to like, okay, I want to see this through, see how it goes. Yeah, right. Um, and the other goal I had was like, yeah, improving my Mandarin, which I'm taking Mandarin classes. And then another goal was like figure out my skin issue. And I think my skin's getting a lot better. Um, the other goal was a little more vague. It was like, oh, figure out my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I guess it's hard for what's what are the, what are the action items for that? You know, like. <laughs> I guess well, career coach, career coach is good. That's nice. Career yeah. coach or a life coach. Life coach. Maybe oh. I should look into a career coach. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, I had one of the exercises was to go and talk to a former colleague or mentor or classmate or manager 
or subordinate um, and see what, and ask these, like, there are some questions I had to ask them. And I didn't, I, I didn't know that I had to, I didn't have those questions before my first conversation with my friend who was a, both a classmate from USC and he was my manager at one point for like three months because he hired me to work at um, at uh, the bank. And yeah. so it was a little bit more free form. And the, you know, he provided me with positive stuff and then provided me with things that I needed to improve. And some of the things I, I, I already knew uh, quite a bit. Um, I, he did share with me that he was a little bit disappointed that I didn't finish a project to his expectations. And I wish he would have voiced that um, during that time so I, I could have made it better. But other than that, uh, he, he made a point of, I should accept the decisions I've made at the time that I made them. And I, I know that I, I always have been grappling with this because hindsight's always 2020 and I, I go, I, I wish I would have done this or that, you know, lots of regrets, but in the end, I made this, those decisions based upon the information I had at that time. So I should accept them and not wonder about what could have been and, yeah. and what might be, right? I, I know that everyone should still strive to get to a better spot if they're not happy with what, what they're, where they are. But you should also be satisfied or happy or, or grateful for the things that you do have. So those are things that I, I knew that I've been grappling with, you know, as I'm getting older. So those are things that are not new to me. And one of the other things was like, I kind of made some decisions looking around at what other people had and I didn't have. And I'm asking to find a situation where, where it's similar to somebody else's that I'm, I'm looking and envying or whether they're just working from home. Everyone's working from home right now, but back in like nine years ago, 10 years ago, people weren't working from home. And I was, I saw some people getting away with it and I was like, oh, how can I do that? Oh, rather, yeah. rather than wor worrying about you know, doing the best that I could and not worrying about um, any inconveniences as far as geography was concerned, um, commuting times and stuff. Because I remember my first job was like five miles away, but it, it was still like a 45 minute commute. <laughs> Freaking, is it LA or that was San Jose? I oh really? I commuted from um South San Jose, not even South South San Jose. It was like Capital Expressway to right around the San Jose Airport, and that took me forty five minutes every morning. Oh wow! Because which freeway you have to take six eighty or one hundred one? Oh one hundred one. Forget fuck fuck one hundred one. The one hundred one is like terrible. Like what yeah. happened? Yeah it, yeah. And then, so I've always been commuting. And yeah. I, at one point I used to commute like two hours one way um, by train and by car or by, oh, Jesus. by, train, by bus for this one job for like a year and, and a few months. And I hated that. If I drove, it's like an hour and a half. If I took the train, it's two hours. So I, I thought I could sleep on the train, but it's not very restful, right? Because you don't want to oversleep and miss your stop. <laughs> yeah, you have to set an alarm or something, but yeah, but, you can't hear it. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, not even that. Like the Metrolink is never like on time. <laughs> Oh geez. <laughs> well, I went to never, but they have a very low accuracy rate. It's not Japan where you can. It's set not Japan. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you feel like as you're getting older, like, uh, that the regrets, like you, you, you're more. What's the word? 
you you look back more often you kind of look back at the past more often you're, you're more like and you did you you feel like uh, the regrets build up or do you feel like you're still um like still forward looking and, and trying to you know uh kind of like have a beginner's mind i guess yeah it's a it's a little book i think um maybe about five years ago i was like regretting uh one one or two decisions i made you know because i i made those decisions based upon ideas like again about the value system i grew up with versus no one was there to mentor me i like i had I mean, my dad was around, but my parents were divorced. So I didn't really have like a strong father figure. So no one to provide that guidance of how to navigate the corporate world. Even if my dad was there, he never worked in a corporate world uh, for a long time, at least in the U.S. So I don't think that would have helped at all. But to have had a mentor early on would have helped, you know, to help me make those decisions. And I didn't have that. And I still kind of don't have it. You know, I have people I can ask questions of, but not a true mentor. And then, so I think mentorship is very important. You know, I, mm. I want to be there for my parents or not my parents, but my, my kids when they're navigating that world, uh, what they should really think about, because in the end, there's no, no loyalty from companies, right? You have to do what's best for you. You might burn some bridges, but as long as you're going to a better situation, um, I, I let my loyalty or family relationships keep me or keep me from pursuing other uh, jobs when I act, was offered an, a job with this family friend and I should have just like ditched it and, and pursued the other jobs. And if I got the other job, you know, just left because it would have been a better situation. Uh, in the end, I mean, that, that job, it didn't pan out. Like pan out and like, I didn't fit in. They didn't think I fit in and we parted ways. So I should have just done what was best in my best interest and not worry about um, familial relationships. I had to just, uh, I always tell my friends, I, I didn't curate my career quite well enough. Mm. So it so, sounds like in a way you have, it sounds kind of bad, but you have to be a little selfish in a way, I guess. You have to be selfish because no company is going to like be really loyal to you, right? As soon as like things go down, and they need to cut costs. People, people are gone. Yeah, you know, I've been through a couple layoffs already. So, um, and that's why the regret part is I've already done those those thoughts of like years and, and thinking about you know what I did wrong, but now I'm like, oh, I gotta like figure th things out. I'm I'm closer to like retirement than I was you know, twenty years ago. So now I'm like going to a career coach, and I was like, what am I doing wrong? What can I do better? And having these conversations with uh, former managers, I'm going to have a, a conversation on Saturday with another manager and, mm. um, and get those, those ideas, that feedback. I need that constructive, constructive feedback mm. because mm. It, without knowing um, how people perceive me, then there's no way to move forward. Right. Right. That's good. So like, you're still a student, you're, you're, you're still like, uh, you still have yeah. a, a mindset of like, you're learning and you're, 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 um, you're still growing. I think that's that's great. You know, I think no, a lot I'm of people. Not, yeah. I'm not Elon Musk, and I'm not Jeff Bezos. I can't <laughs> just like sit back and like go fly on a rocket ship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I saw some of those pictures. That's yeah. I I have mixed feelings about that. Um, 
everybody does yeah like i think it'd be oh that's kind of cool but like yeah could that money have been better spent than like a than a what a ego boost i guess or ego yeah well you know what that money is spent and that's fine but he still has a ton of money that could spend for other things right it's not that money is good right it's for innovation it's to move mankind forward but that doesn't mean that it's like it's not a zero-sum game. That money didn't have to be the rocket or this other stuff, because he has more than enough money to for the rocket and for the other stuff. Right, 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 right. Yeah, he's so, the richest. Those are the two richest guys in the world, right? Bezos right. And, and Musk. They can afford to go play with their toys, but they can also afford to do other things with their money. Yeah, I don't think it should be a zero-sum game. I mean, they're doing something for the benefit of humanity because we're clearly not moving the, the needle forward in terms of exploration and space technologies and things like that. But it doesn't mean that they can't also spend money and their time and effort to help humanity on earth right yeah. now. Yeah, I mean, um, change, like th I'm thinking about that. Like, I, I do feel like there, we, there's, there a lot, there's a lot of issues um, on earth there's like political issues there's like yeah but at the end yeah at the end of the day is like they have their own interests right like kind of like yeah. what you're talking about these corporate interests and um basically yeah musk he wants to he, he wants to go to mars because it's cool <laughs> you know yeah. like yeah it's like i'm like yeah it's kind of cool and uh, but like there's only limited yeah, each human only has a limited amount of energy and focus, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of that, um, for the like a like one thing I noticed here in Taiwan, as far as like people, you, you know, in each country when they show the the Olympics, right? They focus yeah. on their own country. They, I noticed yeah. that, right? So they only broadcast. So I, I'm so it's very interesting because I'm here in Taiwan and I'll turn on the TV and watch Olympics. For, um, especially more recently, like these past couple of days. And it's like, wow, I, I understand this. Um, I, I think I understand more why Taiwanese people are, are because it's a smaller country and it's kind of like an underdog. And yeah. this, 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 this season of Olympics, Taiwan has been doing much better than in the past. Yeah. So there's have been, has been this like kind of like nationalistic fervor, right? So nationalism i think in the u.s has a really you know bad taste because of its connection with white nationalists right right and but i think it for some reason like for me and living in taiwan it's like um i had watched this like a youtube tuber talk about it. it's like well in context like okay let's there's this bigger country china <laughs> that says like no you're part you're you're part of me you're a part of my country yeah. so i think Na the Taiwanese nationalism or Taiwanese pride in a sense is, is a response to that in, in a response to like, well, no, we are our own people. We're our own country. So I think in that sense, and I see, you, you can see this playing out in the Olympics. Like, yeah, people, the Taiwanese people are like, they're all, you know, you go to a shop, you know, they're watching uh, the Taiwanese team playing, you know, ping pong or whatever. And, yeah. and, uh, and also recently there was a battle between the badminton, uh, this woman singles was like a Taiwanese 
a Taiwanese um, player versus a Chinese player. So, so like my friend was like, hey, I was asking my friend, hey, do you want to meet up? He's like, oh, sorry, I'm, I'm going to be watching uh, the Batman match tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and I totally get it because like, yeah, um, you know, uh, you know, you know, uh, the, the Chinese player won, but it was a pretty uh, close match. And um, but like there's it's interesting because now I, I feel like. Wait, why don't why didn't I feel this when I was watching like U.S. teams, you know, like it, I, I feel it a little bit if I know the person's story, like the athlete's story. Yeah. Especially with like, I, do you remember the Winter Olympics where, Olympics where there was like a lot of Asian American athletes, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think I Asian. felt it. Yeah. yeah. I felt it then. Like, oh yeah, you know, Karen Chan and like um, the other, the guy who could do the, the quadruple loop or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Michelle, um, Michelle, whatever her name was. There's, there's not just, there's the Japanese American, right? Yeah. 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 Out of LA. Out of LA. And there's the guy, what's his name? I think his last name's Chen as well. Yeah. Um, but uh, and there's Sunisa Lee, the the Hmong yeah. American who got the gold recently. So I, I hear yeah. about this, and I I wonder like, damn, am I am I racist? You know, <laughs> am, am I like make well, Yeah, I don't think that's racist. But it's like representation, right? They are basically Asian Americans just like you, and that's what it goes back to representation in media, right? You cannot relate to Superman or Batman, or Spider-Man, or any of these superheroes, because they are not Asians. And a lot of the TV shows, you know, th those people do not look like me, mm. right? Yeah. That's, that's why it, it, it'd be different if they look like me. And that's why when we see an Asian American who probably had similar experiences or something similar when they were growing up, and they start doing well, then we can, we can get back behind them because uh, we're cheering for them right we can see ourselves in them because they had to go through different struggles to get to where they are and right. it brings that that sense of pride that an asian american can succeed against you know whatever the microaggressions are or whatever they face on a daily basis yeah yeah i think it's i, th I think we just inherently know that that asian person who's standing on the podium they had to work harder than most people, you know, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then not them than other athletes because they, they, they grew up in a white dominated straight male society, you know? Yeah. And, and we, we just intrinsically know like, fuck that, that, that girl had to probably work harder than, than most. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, not to downplay all the other athletes who did well, like Jade right. Carrier, you know, they, they, they worked super hard too, but there, yeah, there's a little bit of, of that. Of they, they've, there's some racial baggage they probably had to work through. Um, yeah. And I think for Taiwan and seeing Taiwanese athletes, like they, we can't even, you know, use our own flag. <laughs> and our team is called, our team's called Chinese Taipei, you know, like, it, of course, you know, like if, if it's, if, if it's going to be Taiwan versus China, fuck yeah, I'm going to support Taiwan, you know, like yeah. it's, it's, uh, like it, it, because i think we I, I as for me i mean i think people are interested in the underdog story and china and china and, and the u.s they have like so many freaking medals like like so for taiwan to get a couple medals i think it's it's i'm gonna root for them yeah 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 so have to yeah yeah i just i just feel like like if i see america a white american win another gold medal i'm like 
you know, like in, like in swimming, we always win swim. America has always won swimming. I'm like, nah. I'm like, yay, you know, yay, America. Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, we've always had to go against the Australians. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Australians were always pretty good. But I mean, we've also had a lot of, like you said, we've been pretty dominant in swimming, swimming with Michael Phelps. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah now Katie Ledecky. But, oh, okay. Um, are you going to watch? Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. You have to get going soon, dude. Yeah, I'm going to get going in a bit. Um, I, I'm curious to see the karate, though. Yeah, I still have like maybe five minutes. But yeah, I'm curious to see. Uh, are you going to watch the karate? Or I don't know if they are going to even show it. I don't know. I probably have to catch YouTube highlights. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, awesome. But yeah, just in closing, I think um, my trip in, to Taiwan because uh, this might be our last podcast for me of me uh, in Taiwan for the time being um, for from for this trip. Uh, it's been really fruitful. I think um, I, I was, got a girlfriend. <laughs> I got a girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. I got a girlfriend. I um, I've been able to help. I've been seeing a Chinese doctor help clear up my skin, which has been, I think, good for my mental health as well. Um, I thought about my direction in life. I think the trip to Japan and working as an English teacher. I don't know if I want to be, I don't, I don't want to be an English teacher for my whole life, but I think uh, if anything, that'll be a good experience, a multicultural experience, um, yep. get more teaching experience. So if I ever return to teaching in the U.S., I'll have, you know, some more tools under my belt uh, as I, if I want to pursue a teaching career. And I, I, I want to continue writing more and, and do and filming stuff here and there uh, as well. Yeah. So I think, um, I think if anything, I, I've gained a lot from this trip. And I think for, if, you, if, if, if from listening to like the previous, like the quarantine podcast, I, I feel like uh, um, I think I'm, I'm, I'm in a better place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it sounds like you're in a better place with the coaching and stuff too. That's good too. Yeah. It's only the beginning. It's only, it's only the beginning. beginning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyways. Thank you. Uh, yeah, Thanks. this. Yeah, thank you, Dan. I hope things get better. And this has uh, been a, a good trip. I hope to see. Yeah, I probably. Yeah, uh, we can talk after this. But uh, let's try to set up meet, maybe meet up for you know before I get, head out again. Maybe yeah. sometime. Yeah, yeah. All right. Thank you, and your listeners. This is James signing off, or AKA Young signing off. <laughs> this is Yin signing off. All right. Cool. I'm gonna end the. I'm gonna stop. Cool.